0: We've got ducks, we've got beavers, we've got... Blazers, and we've got a crazy man in the NBA. Welcome to the Oregonian Sports Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian, and joined as always by Coin Sixes, Brenner Green. Before we get rolling, remember to subscribe to our subtext feature by texting join to 503 386 0095. You will receive a link. Click the link, start your 14 day trial receiving text directly to your phone from myself and Bill Horn, James Crepia, and Nick Daschle, etc. You don't want to miss out on that because who wouldn't want me bombarding them with texts in their phone right Brenna I mean you enjoy my texts don't you don't you get all excited oh that seems like
1: a dream to me
0: (laughs) I sense the sarcasm dripping just flowing from that but that's okay I will take it anyway how you been how things going (laughs)
1: uh you know i'm good i'm good we're getting through the holidays we've been burning some vacation time this week so that's been nice and uh yeah getting getting going how are you
0: i'm doing okay have you done your christmas shopping
1: for one person i have <laughs> do my you Christ- have any recommendations on what to get my dad for christmas this man Ooh. is impossible to shop for
0: What does he like so is he so is he like me like the middle-aged guy who has everything and if he wants it, he just buys it himself so he, you don't know what to get him. Is it like that?
1: No, he, he does he doesn't want anything, you know? Like he's just I don't know, he's he's a big golfer. He does a lot of golf.
0: There you go. Golf. I don't know. Get him get him a what what's what golf ball does he use? Get him a couple boxes. Yeah, uh, I no idea. This, does he have a favorite does he have a favorite team? Get him uh golf towels in that team. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, golf, you okay. can, there's so many things you can do with golf because golfers are always trying to buy new stuff. What glove does he wear? Maybe you can get him the glove or whatever. And so since he doesn't really yeah. want anything and then he's not going to expect much and then he opens it up and oh, a fresh box of balls and a golf glove and a towel with my favorite team. Oh my God, Brennan, you're the greatest daughter ever. See, you can't lose.
1: We've, we've solved it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let's dive about right. We got a lot of things to talk about here. Let's start first. It was a while back now. Of course, but Heisman Ceremony came and went. Jaden Daniels, the favorite, won. Bo Nix, third. I had him second. Daniels first. Penix third on my ballot. Um, what did you think? I mean, or did you think? Or did you care? Or did you pay attention? Uh,
1: my biggest takeaway from the Heisman Ceremony is I just, I know why they do it, because I'm in television.
0: <laughs> you tweeted about this. Go ahead.
1: I just, there's (laughs) just, everything is so canned and play. Like, the the worst part, the worst part of that entire ceremony (laughs) was when they brought former winners down to interview the current guys all on stage. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: like, they were all sitting there, and they just, like, went one to the next to the next, and it was so... (sighs) Just like, okay, guys, this was this... No, this was a bad idea. Do not do this next year. Like, it was just so, like canned and cringy and you know i'm fine with like the interviews on stage or whatever of each guy like that's it's okay that's fine but like the weirdness of having like 10 guys all standing on stage all waiting their turn to interview their guy it was just weird it was really weird uh, it, it had, it had zero flow and it was, that was, that was like the most like, okay, can we please, please release me from this secondhand embarrassment that I'm getting? Like, I'm not even involved and I'm just like, go to commercial. Um, so yeah, anyways, you know, I understand why they do it. I understand why you do the entire hour ceremony. You want the viewers, you want the hype, you know, whatever, which by the way, it went over an hour, which was funny. Cause we were like, okay, like they'll like myself and my sports producer were like, okay, they should probably announce the winner around like the 45 mark because they're going to need to go to commercial break. There's going to be a speech, like all that sort of stuff. No, the winner didn't even get announced until the top of the hour. And he was like, there's no way that they're going to go till they're going to go over. Like, they're not going to go over. I go, they're going over. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that is happening right now. And then he finally was like, okay, yeah, I guess they're going to go over. I was like, yeah. Um, so yeah it took it took a while um, you know you want to know one way to get it within the hour cut the canned interviews on stage um, <laughs> those so, were a bit
0: much those were a bit much uh, yeah so anyways it's always,
1: anyways, kind, yeah, it's always wasn't felt kind of stuffy about with the final results or anything yeah. Like
0: yeah. yeah people are still complaining about it and then you have the dual complaints with the FSU thing them not getting in and then how much you know, the record of a player should matter or the individual versus team award. To me, the stats are just undeniable. You can make arguments any way you want to make them. That's fine. But I think Daniels was the guy. So, all right, we don't have to dwell on that. Let's move along. What's up next here? What we got? Um,
1: JPJ. JPJ.
0: Jackson Powers Johnson. First, first of all, if you're going to have three last names, greatest three last name combo ever. Jackson Powers Johnson. Just sounds football-esque, doesn't it? Just sounds like he's bulldozing somebody, and he clearly bulldozed a lot of people because he became only the fifth player in Oregon history to be a unanimous All-American joining Marcus Mariota, Michael James, Kayvon Thibodeau, Penny Sewell. Pretty impressive. That's a a heck of a group.
1: Yeah, that's... uh... That's yeah, pretty incredible. And I just I think his story is so unique, because he wasn't playing at the center position last year. That was Alex Forsyth, you know, for the majority of the snaps, it was Alex. And so the fact that he came in one year and did all of this is crazy. Like, and I think it's such a reflection on Alex's legacy because he always talks about how, you know, Alex is really the one that he tries to model everything after. And Alex taught him so much about leadership and all this other stuff. And so I just think it's a real, it's an incredible, you know, reflection on Alex as well that JPJ was able to go out and do this. Um, just no like. Way. It's so funny because, you know, everyone's like he's he's one of those classic guys that's like the nicest guy off the field. And then Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, a little spicy on the field, you know, God, he's the best. Like, he's so cool. (laughs) His family is so nice. Like, you know, I I don't know if you know this, but, you know, he um, the Johnson in his last name is actually from his stepdad. Hmm. So he took his stepdad's last name and hyphenated it with his, with his mom's or with, Ah. I guess the one he already had. So he technically was Jackson powers. So Jackson powers, Johnson has, has, has infinite powers. Okay. Like that's like his superhero name. I feel like it was meant to be. So um, yeah, it's just, it's super cool. I also just want to say I have a very, fun story idea with him that i don't think is going to happen but i'm not going to say it here right now and if it does happen next week i'll talk about it um okay. i don't i don't have i don't have high hopes for it happening but i do have a very fun story idea with him so we'll see if it ends up getting pulled off
0: or not so wow just gonna <laughs> yeah. leave it out there what like a tease. That, huh? i see how it is um yeah i mean impressive. i don't want to spoil it yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, yeah. th- that's clearly an impressive uh, season for him, an, an accomplishment. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realize only four prior unanimous All-Americans, and he is the fifth. And uh three of the five recruited by uh recruited by Mario. I guess maybe he did do a good job, huh? Anyway, I know, right? So one area where Mario did fail, though, was recruiting a quarterback out of high school who could become the program's franchise starter, so to speak. As a matter of fact, the last quarterback out of high school to be the unchallenged starter was Justin Herbert, recruited in 2016, who obviously became the starter halfway through that season and then started the next three years. Since then, only one other quarterback has started, I think, at a who played who was recruited out of high school. That was Tyler Shuck who in 2020 led the Conference of Passing Efficiency, but was passed over for Anthony Brown, who was a six-year senior, I think, going into that 2021 season with Mario, Mario's final season. And then, of course, Lanny goes out and gets Bo Nix instead of rolling with Ty Thompson. And then, obviously, Nix is a starter again, and Ty Thompson stayed. I kind of thought Ty Thompson should have left after 2022 but he didn't. He stuck, he stuck around. And now, boom, he's passed over again, this time for Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma. So two-part question here for you, Brenna. One, your thoughts on them going out and getting Dylan. And then your thoughts on you know the situation with Ty. Five-star kid, comes to Oregon, spends three years you know, working his butt off and apparently didn't impress Lang enough to, to win the job. So now he's got to move on.
1: Well, coaches, like all of us in the world, but especially coaches love the bright, shiny, new thing.
0: <laughs> this is that,
1: true. That's, that's just the reality. And when you have the opportunity to go into the transfer portal and get someone who is widely regarded as the best quarterback in the transfer portal, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, of course you're going to go get that guy. He's already proven on the field. And the expectations for him next year are pretty large, and they should be those expectations were not going to be that way for Ty Thompson. It would have been like a womp womp, you know, just because and that's no that's no shade to him. It's just that he has never he's never had like a and this might not be through any fault of his own, but he's never had like a moment where it's been like, "Whoa, okay." Right. You know, like that's that's never happened even in the spring game, you know. It it he was there, he was doing it. But like, you know, the biggest play that he was involved in in the spring game was Tess Johnson running 70 yards, and that was just a pretty routine pass for for Correct. Ty. So, you know, that it wasn't anything that really tied it. It was that was the moment of, "Oh, Tess might actually be really good." Um, and <laughs> you know, yeah, I think that worked out for him. Um, but anyways, so yeah, it's it's just Oregon had to go out and get this guy. They had to uh, so I can't blame Morgan for going and getting this guy. You you have to do that to put your program in the best position. But it, it's going to be really tough. Uh, it, it's just really tough in this world generally to be a freshman or a sophomore or especially like a junior and come in and get your starter reps. It's just – it's really difficult because there's all these – you know, every December, every end of November, every early December, guess what? You've got all these guys that already have stats going into the transfer portal and going to transfer in over the top of you. Um, I agree. Ty should have left last year. You know, I'm sure that there were other things. It's It's hard for kids to leave you know as much as it seems like it's easy it's also hard like you never know what's going on in his life personally that is like okay maybe I should stay at Oregon for another year um but yeah I mean you know hindsight is absolutely 2020 here and it's like yeah it was time for you to go last year um but yeah I, I mean I wish Ty Thompson the best and I mean that like really sincerely I think that he's a nice kid that you know it just it just didn't and it wasn't like there was anything bad about him on the field either. That's there wasn't like a oh that was really bad. There just never was a <laughs> oh that was really good with him. Right. And and so that's yeah you know. It, but if you if you don't have the oh that's really good, you are going to go out and go get another guy. Like that's you
0: know yeah. that's that's
1: just what it what it is.
0: Clearly. Ty didn't do enough to make either Mario, and Mario was only with him for one year, or Lanning believe he was gonna be a major impact starter. It's that simple. And with Marcus, we were hearing grumblings about Marcus while he was registering. Practices were closed. That was the first year chip closed practices
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, before the 2011 season. And so you would just hear these stories of this kid, Marcus Mario, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And at that time, Darren Thomas was a starter. He was gonna have another year left, and then Brian Bennett had already shown that he could ball. So Bennett was the heir apparent, right? And the, But you yeah. kept hearing about this Marcus kid. Well, Marcus impressed right away. He and Bennett competed in the spring and in the fall. But even then, it was like, yeah, Marcus is the leader in the clubhouse, even though they're competing. And then, of course, Marcus, amazing, right? Herbert, his first fall camp, there were these, you know, again, everything's closed, but there were these stories coming out of camp. Right, I'll never forget Andy McNamara, who was a PR person for the MSI yep. for them, but... Uh, Said to me one day, he's like, he just had his his eyes are really big, and I go, what? He goes, dude, Justin Herbert, he's (laughs) Herbiota. I was like, really? What do you mean? He goes, he just gets it. He just like, aside from having physical talent, like he was just picking things up at like a a high rate and just make. But Lakota came in with more experience, so they rolled with him first, and then once things started going sideways, they're like, let's go with the more talented kid because he's picking it up. And of course, he had his ups and downs, but he also threw six touchdowns against Cal. So anyway. It's, if you're going to be that guy young, it's going to show, and, and the coaches are going to see it, and they're not even going to think about a transfer. Clearly, Ty but, did not show that. So if you're Dan Lanning you know, coming off of Knicks, and it's like, okay, we've seen Ty for two years. Yep. Ty ceiling is X. We don't believe it's high enough maybe for us to get where we want to go, so can we get someone better? Oh, look, here's this kid who threw for 30 touchdowns, six interceptions, 172 rating, 3,600 yards. And oh, by the way, you know, he rushed for 373 yards and 12 touchdowns. So dude put up Heisman numbers, right? And he's wildly experienced. There was a lot of talk about Bo Nix setting the record for starts. Well, this dude's going to break the record because he's already played five years of college football, but injured in 2021 and 2020 goes out the window when he was at Central Florida. So he has another year. So yeah, that's like a no brainer. And then for him, you're they're probably gonna pay him at least you know seven figures, right? Which is Hell still yeah. mind boggling to me in the college football world. So yeah, y- you're gonna you're gonna make that move. You're not gonna trust that Ty's gonna develop in the next nine months when you can get someone who's automatic. And then you know that when he's gone through one year, you can go back out and get someone else. So it's it's tough. That's why I believe Ty last year should have bailed and just found some place where he could play, right? Because even if you go down a level or you go to a group of five. If you go somewhere else and you start and you yeah, put man. up good numbers, guess what? Someone's going to come calling like Oregon to try and pluck you. Um, instead, I, you know, someone got mad at me on Twitter for saying he wasted. Well, he wasted his eligibility. That doesn't mean he wasted his time. I mean, he learned a lot, obviously, but you only get four years to play. Two are gone being a backup with a program that didn't believe in you. I hope he lands somewhere where he can play. He's clearly talented, and you never know when someone's going to blossom, just like who? Bo Nix. Let's not forget. Yeah. With with, so in 2020, I was hearing from people Ty wasn't ready, and I tried to report that, and people bashed me for it. And then I was like, "There's no way they're not going to get a transfer. You're an idiot. He's a five star. They're not going to transfer. Landing got a transfer right away. There's no way Bo's not going to start. You're an idiot. Ty's a to ch- Ty's a five star. So Ty couldn't overcome those hurdles, and so now he needs to go somewhere else and show that he can play, and he might blossom just like Bo did because no, not. No Oregon, hardly, I'll say this, 95% of Oregon fans were not excited about Bo Nix. They were, they were like, oh my God, what are we doing? He's not going to be any good or he's going to be average. I had questions myself and clearly now he's one of the most beloved players in Oregon history. So, Ty Thompson, he too can go somewhere else and blossom. I just wish he would have done it a year earlier, but that's just me.
1: By the way, and I have no idea the validity of this, but I saw somebody say that, thank God, Bo Nix is playing in the bowl game because. Um, you know, obviously Bo's playing, but if Bo didn't play, Ty costing. transfers out, and somebody was saying that Austin Novasad has, has banged up. I don't know. I have no idea. how do he get banged that. up? I don't even know. <laughs> I have no clue. But if that is true, they were like, Yeah, uh who exactly comes out of quarterback? Do we have Patrick Herbert and the Wildcat? Like
0: Don't they have a- they have a walk on kid, right?
1: I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'm oh sure they God, have a walk. Would, that but that wouldn't would that be hilarious to see a walk-on quarterback playing in the Fiesta
0: Bowl? <laughs> then you're happy it's Liberty, right? Because then maybe you won't get blown out.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> so who knows? I have no idea if Austin is actually hurt or not. But if that is true, like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing Bo decided to play. Oh Lordy! Uh, speaking yeah. of quarterback news, right before we hopped on here. The most obvious transfer portal transfer of all time, Aiden (laughs) Giles, headed to Michigan State. I mean, wow. Who would have guessed it? Aaron, your thoughts on Aiden joining up with his former staff?
0: I figured Jonathan would take one of the two, DJ or Aiden. Um, DJ entered the transfer portal first. started for Jonathan this past year so that seemed like maybe the logical choice but if you're Jonathan Smith and you have a choice and you believe in Aiden after and again this comes up right comes back to belief right yeah this is a demonstration of belief if you if you are totally comfortable with Aiden being your starter at Oregon State down the line then obviously you're going to be comfortable with him at Michigan State and if I have a choice between the two I'm going with the younger one because I'm yes. going to have him for multiple years, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and there might be a bigger, even though DJ beat him out now, DJ's more experienced. There might be a greater upside with Childs. So yeah, Jonathan Smith had to make that move. I'm sure he went to their NIL collective and said, this guy's legit. Let's get him some money, get him out of Oregon State. But it's just such another devastating blow for the Beavers. <laughs> because if you have a live dual thread kid who can just make plays it can elevate everything else and then you can go into this uncertain er era with a guy who can just make plays and carry your team at times and now you just have a huge question mark at quarterback yet again
1: how many freshman backup freshman quarterbacks are getting the third series every game around the country i'm gonna go with oh
0: not very many (laughs)
1: Zero, I would imagine. Um, my very scientific research. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it? they had. Uh-huh. I think they had to go with Aiden. You know, is you know DJ was serviceable last year. Um, I don't think that he was. He was not a world beater by any means. And right. you have to go with the person who has more years of eligibility because then you can build a program on top of that instead of you know dj one last year and then he's out you know you you can tell kids this is going to be your quarterback so um yeah i mean it all made sense and there was you know some an an interesting post on instagram uh, a few weeks ago that i put out on twitter from aiden that was like had some song lyrics in it and everyone was like, Oh God, like what's going on? What does this mean? You know, whatever. And you could really take it one of two ways. One was that he was throwing shade at the staff for leaving him um, at Oregon state. And the second was he was leaving. It might be both. Um, And then, you know, somebody, his, I think it was his dad or something like commented and was like, please don't, you know, read too much into this post from him or whatever. Well, what all ended up happening (laughs) exactly what we thought (laughs) so um but yeah i mean he he's uh he'll do great things for them and beavers fans are going to hate it the entire time uh poor beavers fans i mean this is just uh, they they are just getting spurned by their former lover holy smokes They
0: they need to go get ty thompson
1: they need to go get Ty Thompson. Hey, I mean, why not?
0: Hey, If Ty can't find a better situation, I mean, he walks in there. You just say, Hey, I'll come. You got to give me X amount and I, I, I'm i the starter going in. At least you, at least you, you ask for that promise. Um, and you get beat now, you get beat now, but that, you know, that's a place where Ty can go. And if he does well, he has one more year left to maybe go somewhere else for Beavers fans. Sorry. They're going to be a stepping stone for a lot of players for a while. Uh, And he can resurrect his career there. So we'll see. Because one of the things about Ty, too, he has to worry about if two coaches passed on you, coaches talk. So when another coach says, hey, what's going on with Ty Thompson, kid, they can go to Dillingham. They can go to Stein. They can go to Lanning. They can go to Mario. They can go to Moorhead. And maybe the reviews are not going to be horrible, but they might not be like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be a difference maker. And so the higher upper echelon programs are probably not going to take a flyer on him they might bring yeah, him in as, no. as depth, right? But they're not going to be like, oh, come be our starter. But the I lower tier- go, I wouldn't go
1: there if I were him.
0: Right. The lower tier power fives and then the the group of five teams. So Someone's going to need a quarterback. But here's something that's that's interesting. Jay Butterfield, four-star kid at Oregon. You were high on him. He transferred to San Jose State. Didn't play. Yeah. And this, that's happened a lot with some of these kids, these high-end recruits for Oregon. Uh, Travis Johnson- Went on to play wide receiver at Montana State, I think, or Montana, and then play in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a, as a practice squad receiver. Morgan Mahalek went to Towson and never really played there. Shuck has done pretty well for himself other than injuries. And some other guys have just disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, so anyway, I hope he lands somewhere we can just show off that arm strength and see if he can put it all together. All right, what's next?
1: Just a side note on the Child's yeah. MSG thing that has a local tie. speaking of transfer portal quarterbacks shout out to sam levin (laughs) for seeing the writing on the wall immediately and getting out of there (laughs) (laughs) he was like i mean it was literally jonathan smith is coming and he was like see ya um so you know now he's going to arizona state which you know there's there's another oregon connection there in dillingham funny how this all works out um but and it was, it is kind of funny because he was upset that Smith and company did not recruit him, uh, when, uh, at Oregon state and it mm. made that very vocally clear, uh, when he left that the reason why he was leaving is why would I stay here for a coaching staff that disrespected me and didn't recruit me in my own state? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm, that was on the record set. So, um, it is funny though, that now he's going to Arizona state with a head coach who also didn't recruit
0: him. <laughs> I guess I, mean, I guess he probably figured Oregon not recruiting him made sense but not Oregon State
1: yeah maybe so um, um but, so anyways but, what, but, but yeah
0: but would he want to go to Oregon State and back up Childs I, I don't know kids need to get over that kind of stuff but whatever so
1: he is he is on his way to Arizona State um so we'll see how that works out for him but and he, he maintained, he, he maintained his red shirt year even though he did play. Um, yeah. He, he only he played did passes. Yeah. So he was, uh, so he, he still has that extra, that freshman year of eligibility. Um, so, but yeah, shout out to him for getting out of there. ASAP. Let's go. <laughs> like, he, he, and I mean, he was right. Like the writing on the wall was pretty obvious. So um, yeah, uh, yeah. Another side note. Boy, am I looking forward to um, the COVID era coming to an end soon and me trying to figure out if these kids have an extra year of eligibility or not. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no kidding. (laughs) We're We're so so close. If you're you're a freshman 20, then one, two, three, you still got two years left. Well, no, one year left unless you registered a different year. So, yeah, we got a couple years of this still to go. (sighs) My God, it's
1: too confusing. It's too confusing for my journalism brain, okay?
0: Okay. <laughs> it is kind of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of uh, kids who could be redshirting because they're still old enough or young enough, <laughs> the Trailblazers have, have several of those on their team. We haven't talked much about them lately because they weren't doing much. And of course, I do the Blazer Focus podcast with Craig Burnbach, but, excuse me, Burnbach. It's back, and I always say Bach because it's spelled like Bach. It and is spelled it like Bach. More, it sounds more sophisticated, which is why he doesn't like it. Bach. He wants it back because he's burned back. Damn it! Anyway, um, the Blazers have played decent basketball lately. They've, you know, if they're plus ten or more, take them. They might win. They're definitely covering, and they've been doing pretty decently with injuries. Ant was out for a long time. He came back just in time for Grant to be out with a concussion. DeAndre Ayton to go out with tendonitis, and then Malcolm Brogdon got injured. Knee, knee soreness in the game that Ant returned at Golden State. But Brogdon, Ayton, questionable for tonight against Utah. And of course, if they're out and then they're questionable day of, 99% of the time they play that night. So I'm expecting at least one, if not both, to play. Grant still out because he's still in concussion protocol. But here's the deal. And I do this a lot. I admit, I try and look for hope. <laughs> I try and look for something. It's a long I season. Mean,
1: it's a long season, play right? It is. You know, yeah.
0: It is. And so we're only 25% through the season. And I don't believe the Blazers are going to make the playoffs, but I'm not going to just light that whole thing on fire because I, I can't wait to see what this team looks like when they start Ant, Shaden, Kamara, Grant, and Aiden with Brogdon and company coming off the bench because Ant is legit. Sharp has been playing out of his mind. Give them some length and the height and, of course, the scoring of Grant all mixed together. This team is going to be an issue, I think, for even their good teams because they already have been without a complete lineup. So the rest of this month, they play eight out of nine at Moda. They're six and 16, eight out of nine at Moda. And six of the games are against teams that currently have a losing record. San Antonio twice, Utah, Golden State twice, I think. They're, they're struggling. We're going to talk Ooh. about Dream on in a second. And there's one, oh, yeah. Washington Wizards. So they can win all six of those. They probably won't. Upsets happen, obviously. But they might pick up an upset against the wing teams they play. So why can't if they're healthy, why can't they go 6 and 3 in the next nine? That is not out of that's not out of the question. If they were to do that, all of a sudden you're 12 and 19. That's still not good. No. But it gives you a jump start to it, you know, moving forward if you remain healthy that you could, you know, maybe you inch your way up to 500. Who knows? Like I mean anything can happen in the NBA obviously. So I've convinced myself that this month is super important and I'm a covered as such. Damn it. Now when I asked Billups about it, he's like, we're not good enough to be looking yeah. ahead. It's one day at a time. But funny. Ant was like, yeah, cause he said before the season, Ant was like, I want to make the playoffs. So I brought that back up again. He's like, yeah, I do want to make the playoffs and we're about to get healthy. Let's see what happens, which is what you expect a competitor to think, even if they were 0 and 20. Um, so I'm gearing my, I'm psyching myself up Brenna. It's going to be eight games at home in the next couple weeks. I'm going to approach it like this team is trying to get back in the play-in hunt. Is it a I just dream? pray to God that they can all <laughs> remain
1: healthy during that time frame. Right? Exactly. Like, who's going to get hurt next? Like, it's <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know who's who's next up on the injury train. That's actually pretty obvious to me. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to say names because I'm not going to put, put that juju out in the world. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just been – you know they they get somebody back and then that same night whenever they get somebody back they lose someone else if not two like it's just like right how does this keep happening like it's i'm exhausted um man the blazers and the oregon ducks it's a rough go in terms of basketball um and injuries Mm -hmm. holy smoke man um (laughs) so yeah anyways um yeah i mean it, it could be a nice month we'll see what happens uh next tuesday is gonna be fun the return of nurk 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 i don't know why i just tried to make his name weird um the return of nurk um even though he was back for the preseason but this feels a little bit different you know yeah so um, regular season just feels more official um so that'll be fun you know there's you know you got wimby in town yeah got- twice yeah yeah twice back-to-back nights and you have a very interesting golden state team right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, seg- nice segue hey, blazers have that 2024 first round pick let's go <laughs> yes they
0: do sean Hike <laughs> and i were talking about that at practice yesterday <laughs>
1: It's that could make up. That can
0: make up for the Pel- That could make up for the Pelicans thing a couple years ago when they had the Pelicans pick if they were in the lottery, and uh, they ended up making the playoffs, and the people freaked out. So they got a later pick from the Bucks that they turned into Grant. But anyway, yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Do we want to talk about? <laughs> About uh, the oh yeah, we do. I was was waiting for you to
0: lead us into that. I was waiting for you to lead us into that. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, it just you know, it just it just adds us, you know, it just it just flows quite quite well.
0: So Mm -hmm. yes,
1: um, oh, Draymond.
0: Everybody was kung fu fighting. Draymond was fast as sorry.
1: Yeah, Um, (laughs) he, uh, you know, he did what he did. (laughs) <laughs> and you know the, nobody seems surprised about it that's the thing like how, he how, does. Much of a, yeah, how much of a rep do you have to have to be, everybody just be like yeah that's him like you know um i wish that the nba would come out with what exactly the benchmarks are for him to come back i hope that happens soon right now, right. I suspended,
0: feel, in, suspended indefinitely for striking Nurkic in the f- face and he's gonna undergo counseling, right?
1: Yeah, but nobody really knows what the actual benchmarks are, you know? Right. Um, so that would be nice to see. But uh, yeah, I mean, my man, just, just stop. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> he's
1: ridiculous. How, he is ridiculous. He's ridiculous and you know like you know I actually saw Draymond play in college because mm. um, Michigan State came to Gonzaga um, and he absolutely murdered Gonzaga that game murdered it's like one of the only players that I remember coming into the kennel and like really having like an imp- that, that wasn't in conference that was like mm-hmm. oh that guy's really good he's really good <laughs> Um so yeah um so I've kind of like like to follow Draymond ever since that and it's just yeah it's just so fresh again like, and he just signed a new contract like you just signed that new deal so you've got four more years left on that like it's just it's crazy how are you doing this like ugh. I don't know anyways you 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 talk
0: you talk he- so, okay, so one of the problems I think is that no opposing player has really put him in check. And I know us old heads always say back in the day, but back in the day, there would have been a fight. Like, yeah. there's no way there would have been a fight. And next time he went down the lane, you know, not every team was like this, but someone was, someone was going to take him out. Like, you just can't. I-, I couldn't imagine anyone getting away with doing stuff like that. Um, and so. I, you know, you get fine. If you leave the bench, if you fight, you get fine. People are making a lot of money, but no one budged. Like no one went out of him. (laughs) No one did anything. Uh, Nurkish didn't get up swinging. Like Nurkish should have got up swinging. Again, maybe I'm just, you know, living in the eighties nineties NBA and what we would have done on the playground, but it was so blatant. And then for, for, for a guy that tall, that long, To have a guy behind him defending him and said, oh, it was a foul. He was grabbing me. people grab him all the time, and that's just the NBA. For him to swing both arms behind him, do a 360, and have his right arm come all the way around and smack a guy and then say, I didn't mean to hit him, is comedy. Like there's no way you thought you weren't, oh, I was just selling the call. Selling the call by doing a 360 spin and flailing your – what was got like a 6'10, 6'11 wingspan? You're flailing it around, and you know the guy. I mean, if you think the guy fouled you, that means he's right behind you. So, unless your arms are two feet long, you're not you're gonna hit him. And then, and then what's funny is Nurkic was laying on the ground holding his face. There's a great photo, and Draymond's looking at the official like and holding his arms, like, what did I do? <laughs> it's just like, what is going on here? This is psychotic. So I'm glad the NBA is taking it more seriously this time. This guy's kicked people in the stones. Stomped on Sabonis, choke gave a chokehold to uh, Rudy Gobert just last month and got suspended five games for that. He yep. had a long history of doing these ridiculous Punch things, the teammate. and no one, huh?
1: punched a teammate.
0: Punch, yeah, punched a teammate in practice. <laughs> a much smaller teammate who shoved him out of his face, and and he, he he's just he, he's the Rodman of this era, and Rodman was definitely ridiculous, but he. He believes that this is just who he is as an enforcer and that that's his role as the villain and therefore he can do these things. And he believes he can do these things because no other player in the league checks him on it. And he seems to do it a lot to people from Europe. (laughs) Um, He's not doing it to a lot of big American players, which to me is kind of telling. But And I'm not trying to advocate violence. I'm just saying... If I'm someone on Phoenix the next time we play him, if I'm Nurkic and Draymond comes to the lane, I'm I'm following the hell out of him. And if he wants to fight, we can just fight. If they want to find me, they can just find me. There's no way you can let guys get away with being that ridiculous, I don't think. But that's just me. And maybe I'm just a barbarian, but whatever.
1: One of the things, speaking of Sean Eichen, that he brought up that I thought was really interesting was that not enough people are talking about the fact that both Nurkic and Draymond are both clutch guys. So mm. I do wonder if that sort of stuff kind of goes through like the brain. You know, you're in shock. Like you're definitely our, in shock. In in those,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: I know how I know how I would be in that situation and I would I wouldn't think about fighting back because I'd be so in shock of what just happened. And then you kind of assess like, well, if I do this, what does this mean? And blah, 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 Like your brain's just firing, you know? And maybe it was just one of those situations where it was like overload. I can't, I I I'm, I'm in shock. I can't handle everything. Um, I thought Nurkic's post game press conference was elite. (laughs) I mean, He did not, he didn't go after him like, oh yeah, screw that guy, you know, whatever. It was like, it was like thoughts and prayers, (laughs) which was an incredible, incredible tone to strike because that's not what you're expecting um, from an NBA player. I I thought it was just, I was masterful. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, Nurkic and Nurk would tell you this himself. He is great at trolling. He is he is awesome at it. It is one of his things. And I'm not saying that he was necessarily trolling him, but like this was um it was it was it was it was the perfect tone to take and I don't know if I would have thought of it myself. So, uh, <laughs> shout out Nurk. I mean, he he did I the fact that he did not get fined throughout all of this is is kind of impressive. Like he he played this perfectly in terms of not losing his money. So, um, yeah. shouts to him. I, I respect that. I respect a man who values his dollar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, can you imagine if this time last year we would have told, like, somebody would have told us this? Like, Draymond Green is going to be suspended because he struck – Yusuf Nurkic in a Phoenix Suns game.
0: <laughs> and like Nurkic that's... didn't retaliate.
1: Yep, yeah, Nurkic didn't retaliate. I mean, wow, what a what a year we have had. What a twenty twenty three.
0: Crazy. Well, yeah, good for Nurkic. You know, like I said, <clears throat> I just, I I was in a three on three basketball tournament, a media tournament. This is twenty some years ago. And I was guarding this Mm -hmm. guy, he was bigger than me, and he kept going to the block, and he would try, you know, he backed me down. So one time he lowered his shoulder, and he came up into my jaw and hit my jaw. And I was like, damn, dude, that kind of hurt, you know, don't do that again. He then did it a second time. I was like, dude, what are you doing? It's a three-on-three, like, media, like, it's it's not, we're not playing for the NBA title. He did it a third time, and this time I bit my tongue Mm -hmm. when he did it. And it was almost like he was doing it harder, even when I was asking him not to do that. I lost my mind like one of my friends was there with his wife and they're two small children and they were just like they they bring the story up all the time cuz they were horrified because I I just went ballistic because it hurt that the th- he did it the third time and I bit my tongue and the pain was so intense oh yeah and I I just I I shoved him and I squared up and I was like you bleep it bleep bleep and I was ready to fight and it got broken up but it was just like, and people were like, why are you trying to? I'm like, he he's shouldered me in the jaw three times, and now I'm bleeding. So yeah, it's time to fight. Where I come from, <laughs> and I'm not a fighter, and that's, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But from where I come from, you do that stuff on the court. It's you know, you got you have to push back in some capacity. So maybe that's just my mentality, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe if I made twenty million dollars a year, I wouldn't do that. But I, someone's got to check this guy, and if someone checks him. Within the game, just like he does to other people, I think he might stop. But he's, when someone has to do that, or maybe this will do it, this whole counseling thing. But, like I said, back in the day, you're getting clotheslined in the NBA. And there's going to be people coming off the bench, and they're going to they're going to rumble. But, anyway. <sighs> <sighs> Did you ever get into a fight on the court, Brenna, in a game? I got no. into some, some football games, some shoving stuff. Football fights are funny. Practice fights, shoving in games, It's it's football fights are funny because you hit each other in the head and you got helmets on. And it's literally, it hurts the person who hits the person more because if your hand is hitting a helmet than it does the person getting hit. And you're wearing all this gear. So like no one's ever going to get hurt. Um, so I was in a bunch of those, but, but they were like nothing. And you know, afterwards you're always shaking hands. It's so not a big deal. It's just in the heat of the moment. But so you never scrapped at all in your hoop days.
1: The closest I ever got <laughs> was in of all things, CYO Catholic youth organization, basketball, my senior year. Cause I'd stopped playing, um, for my high school, but I, there was a bunch of us who had played our freshman year. And so I was on that team with all those girls. And, um, there was a junior level team of a bunch of girls from our school too. And one of the girls on their team, whenever we were on, they were on offense, or actually, I don't I don't know, it might have happened all the time. Whenever I boxed her out, she was grabbing my wrist with her fingers, like this, like putting oh. her, so that I couldn't go get the rebound. And um, I turned around, and I yelled at her as loud as I could, and I told her to get off of me. <laughs> um, I said, get Did off you? me! Well, and- Apparently that didn't get translated uh like that to the stands, and it got translated as a different combination of words. Oh yeah. Um, which I did not even think of because, you know, that's not what I said. Right. And so anyways. (laughs) Oh, I remember like the ref being kind of stunned, but I think he knew that I didn't say what people in the stands thought I had said so I get to the car after the game and I sit down in the car my mom's like I'm so disappointed in you you're like what and I'm like what are you talking about she's like you told that girl to f off Ooh. and I was like no I did not
0: like, Then I told
1: her, I told her what I said and she was like Oh, she's like, well, everybody in the stands thought you said something different. <laughs> so there's my CYO basketball legacy right there. I did not say <clears throat> I I will vindicate myself now. 12 years, uh, 14 years later, I did not say what people in the stands thought I said. But yeah, she, uh, well, she definitely, the- I remember she was taken aback. She was not, she was not, um expecting me to tell her that i don't even remember who it was to be honest with you lucky for that girl you don't remember I, you don't remember ha ha, ha. i might <laughs> i might now that i'm like thinking through it i might have some ideas of who it was anyways um so yeah no i so had, you, had you
0: had you dropped an f-bomb the officials would have heard it and they probably would have well, yeah, you, up the or ejected was right, you. There. right so yeah so if i, if I, I was a parent i would have been like well she couldn't have said that because officials would have done something
1: yeah. I mean, you know, the officials right there. Like I said, I, but I, yell, I mean, I yelled at her loud enough that people in the stands could hear cause I was done with it. I was like, stop grabbing my wrists. Like that's, I've played a million games of basketball. No one has ever grabbed my wrists before. Like, right. so yeah, I think, I, I think honestly, like I said, everybody in the stands heard it one way. The ref probably knew what I said, but questioned it. Cause I remember there being like a moment of shock in the gym and me being <sighs> like, people just shocked because they're not expecting me to yell at this girl but yeah anyway so there you go there's my one cyo story of telling a girl to get off of me and
0: (laughs) having it it not being
1: translated like that so all
0: right so the the other part of this whole thing with Draymond being out for a while is that the warriors have been struggling already like they're they're not living up to expectations i mean not that they were considered to be a front-running you know title contender but they're 10 and 13 they're right now 11th Place. They're going to lose Draymond for a while. Uh, Wiggins is struggling. Clay Thompson is a shell of his former self. Obviously, Draymond's being a knucklehead. Curry's still a baller, but he doesn't have much uh, reliable help these days, and they are struggling. This is great for Portland because in the flurry of deals they did around Damian Lillard, they got the Warriors first round pick in 2024. Top four protected, I believe. They're definitely not going to finish. Well, I, they could win the lottery, right? But they probably have small odds to do that, but anyway, as long as they stay within, you know, five and uh, the five and fourteen, yeah, yeah, five and fourteen, um, the Blazers would get that pick, which would be a nice coup because coming into the season, you would think the Warriors would be a playoff team, and therefore that pick would be in the twenties. And now it has a chance to be a lottery pick. Now they could turn things around. A lot, lot, lot of season to go, but this would make up for not getting that lottery pick from the Pelicans a couple years ago in the CJ trade when they thought the Pelicans would fall out of the playoffs, even though they gave them CJ and said they made the play in and then got into the playoffs and the Blazers lost that lottery pick. So what do you make of that? Like that, that could be a nice little, uh, little gem for the Blazers to scoop up.
1: Why not? I mean, you know, might as well. Did they get that pick? When did they get, did they get that pick from them in the GP two trade or was that, no, Differ- no, that was part, was
0: different. no that was part of the, the um boston had the pick got it i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was from boston or they got it's, they got you know holiday one first and two swaps and grace Allen from milwaukee and then with boston they got williams brogdon a first and two two swaps i can't remember i'll look it up you, you talk about it, i'll look it up
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, it's you know it's 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 like following a family tree. The Blazers draft picks right now, Um, but
0: yeah, yeah, holiday the the Celtics had that pick included.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I mean, you know, thank you, Golden State. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, then they'll have their their uh they will have their pick as well. And, you know, we all know that this draft is looking a little. meh. but you know, more picks or more picks, more ammos, more ammo. And the blazers need all of it right now. So we will not, uh, we will definitely not say no to it. And we'll just see. It should be a very, another very interesting draft season to say the least. Definitely never boring by the way you just a side note and i apparently i've got a bunch of them this podcast uh really feel for somebody that we encountered during the pre-draft process oscar sheebway because he's the one oh. <laughs> that the pacers got the ball for and like oh he didn't do anything um and here he is like in the middle of this whole situation. I saw like video of him back in the tunnel in the middle of this whole situation with this game ball with Giannis last night. And Oscar is like the nicest. I mean, I don't know, maybe, you know, you, you never know. You only interview him once it, you, you don't, you aren't around him, but it really does seem like from the interview that he gave during um, the pre-draft process and also just from the reaction to that interview online gosh he seems like the coolest kid and i'm like this poor kid is involved in something that he he didn't even like really do he just you know like he didn't he didn't do anything wrong he's not the one who grabbed the ball um so yeah anyways i feel for him being in the middle of this right now (laughs) because he's just he's the coolest kid he was he was were you at his interview aaron
0: i don't remember
1: Okay. You mean, you mean, you mean you were, his
0: workout? His workout?
1: Yeah, his workout. Yeah, the interview after his workout.
0: I I think I attended all but one of those, so probably.
1: Um he was the best, the best interview of the entire pre-draft workout. I mean, it was like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. He was just so like a breath of fresh air so jovial so nice like it was like oh my like charming like just the coolest coolest guy and like he totally like everybody afterwards was like we don't care draft him in the second round like sounds great like like, because he was just so awesome so i feel for him a little right now that he's he's involved in all this definitely personally my favorite interview of the pre-draft workouts last year and i and i think it's probably because there wasn't any expectations on him you know he just stepped up and was like all right here's this guy from kentucky that we know was really good last year like let's let's see how it goes you know it's not like uh like the thompson twins or scoot or brandon like it was like okay here's this random guy and he just came in and it was like the most it was the it was the highlight of the pre-draft process for me so anyways i feel for him right now for being involved in this you know he just he scored his first nba point and it turns into this like that's crazy so yeah anyways i was thinking about yeah, So he gets morning. his
0: first he gets his first points Giannis goes for 64 Giannis wants the game ball the game ball is gone pacers took it for the kid because it was his first nba points which is pretty standard I was flabbergasted to learn that they only use one ball the entire game. I never really considered or thought about it ever in my life. Baseball, clearly they probably go through like 20, 25, 30, 40 some nights. Um, yeah, because they'll, they'll change like mid-inning and stuff. So, look, yeah, easy over 20. And then football, they use multiple balls. and But in basketball, apparently they they pick, they have three to choose from, and they pick one, and then they go with the one the entire game. My solution to these types of things, which hardly ever happened, this may never happen again, is that as soon as someone reaches a milestone at the next stoppage, you get the ball and you put the ball wherever it needs to go and mark it. And then you play with one of the other three balls the rest of the game. And then if someone else does something amazing, they get that ball. There's got to be more than one game ball. Yeah, but. I I was I was fascinated to learn that they use one ball the entire game, so that's why this was such a big deal because there's only one ball used that game, and Giannis scored all 64 points with that ball. So let me ask you this: Who deserves the ball most?
1: Giannis. Think so? Yes, he set a franchise scoring record. Come on, I'm torn. (laughs) <laughs> Oscar's first point came at the free throw line.
0: It's still his first point. It's like standard. Doesn't pretty much everyone have the ball from their first points? I don't know. I'm torn on it. Uh, I thought Giannis acted ridiculous, though. Running off into the tunnel and screaming and freaking out. and this, It was just him and ladders. Giannis and ladders. Those are his weaknesses. Uh, not, excuse me. Game balls and ladders. You remember the ladder incident when they – he wasn't allowed to warm up because they were, had a ladder at the hoop. I can't remember where it was, and they were trying to adjust the hoop, and he got all pissed and knocked the ladder down.
1: <laughs> I am looking at my uh, phone right now because we do have some breaking news. Uh-oh,
0: breaking news. What you got?
1: Um, Oregon and Oregon State have announced the schedule adjust- adjustments with the home-and-home home with Oregon State. Um, next two years of Oregon football schedule will sustain the annual rivalry matchup. Um uh, so we all knew let's see um the 2024 home opener will remain the matchup with Idaho. Um we all knew that the Texas Tech game was gone. Um uh the Ducks will the Boise State game now moves up to September 7th and Oregon State slides in to September 14th, which is where Boise State was supposed to play at first. <clears throat> Um, so there you go there. Um, and then in 2025, rather than playing at Boise state on September 13th, Oregon will host Oregon state on September 20th. The three game contract with the Broncos was reduced to two home dates for the ducks in 2024 and then 2026. Shout out to Boise state. Get your money. Um, boy, did they (laughs) get paid? I'm sure. Um, let's see here Oregon so now they, game. they
0: get to get beaten by 30 or 40 by the ducks that'll be that'll be good for them. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's probably not gonna be um it's probably not gonna be very competitive but i'm glad it's sticking around um so yeah anyways that's basically the the summation of that but i'm glad that we at least have two years set and good to go we will see what happens after that um yeah nice little nice little dumpling of news on this thursday um we've had had a few things this morning um so so yeah uh, you know i know oregon's gonna dominate they should anyways um but i still think it's good for the state that they at least have two years under contract we'll see what happens after that but i i think that it's good and i know that some oregon state fans are pissed my friends My friends, my friends. You do not know who your full schedule is next year. You take the game. Period. End of story. Like, you do not have a conference right now. You know you have six games against Mountain West teams. And, you know, whatever your non-con ends up looking like. But you still got to, you got to fill... You got to fill and you got to make sure that you got power five programs on your, on your, uh, on, on that schedule, even if you're not playing a power five schedule anymore. So, um, yeah, this is in my book, a win-win. And I know that some Oregon state fans will not see it that way, but you know,
0: (sighs) it'll be interesting to see down the line if, especially if it becomes a situation where Oregon State just cannot compete. Yeah, e- Even just from the fact that they have good players, other, other programs are going to come take them. <laughs> maybe even or, Oregon. Or maybe agrees and never take their players. I don't know. I mean, so if you're already struggling to keep pace recruiting-wise with Oregon and your best players can get plucked, then you're going to be at a complete disadvantage. So then if you're getting routed, do you still want to play it?
1: I mean, a similar-ish situation, the, the most similar situation I can compare this to is Colorado and Colorado State because Colorado State's in the Mountain West. Colorado is now in, you know, the Big 12. Um, And I understand it's not totally similar because, hi, Colorado's been garbage the past few years. But that rivalry has continued on, and it's, you know, a West Coast. I don't know. Colorado's not West Coast, but whatever. Um, A a West Coast-ish rivalry that has similar components and that has continually gone on now like i said colorado oregon two very different programs um once you actually you know dive into the meat of it but um that one has continued so we'll we'll see what happens but um yeah i yeah i think it's good for it to let's give it a two-year trial run and see how it goes
0: All right, so I called up that series. I called up that series. So yeah, Colorado hasn't been the same since they were in the 90s and early 2000s when they were obviously a a national power. Um, But they have won the last six in a row, but only a couple were like complete routes. Mm -hmm. And then Colorado has won four in the last, looks like 12 years. There was a stretch where they won three out of four, Colorado State did. And even before that, in the late 80s, early 90s, when Colorado was really good, the scores were, you know, Colorado was ranked top 10, I'm looking at five in a row, and the scores were 45-20, 37-17, 42-14, 48-34, 31-21. So those are highly competitive games. Uh, you know, there's obviously a blow 42-14 is not, that's yeah. a blowout. But especially back then, that's a blowout because you weren't having all these offenses racking up all these yards and touchdowns yeah. with the, no huddle and stuff. But still, it wasn't, you know. A shameful blowout so you know I just wonder in this day and age with the NIL with being able to swipe players and recruit players and one and done transfers or you can transfer after one year and not sit out or transfer at all and not sit out if that's just going to tip the scales even further but we'll see but you're right this is this is a great example of where Colorado obviously the the richer more visible program and Colorado State has stayed in the in the series, despite mostly being on the short end of the stick in terms of the outcome. But we shall see. I can see why Oregon State fans are pissed though. <laughs> you
1: know? I can understand it, yeah. but I think that it's short
0: sighted. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. All right. Uh one last thing real quick and then we'll sign off. I just want to get you I don't know if you have an opinion on this or not, but in season tournament. Everyone's calling it... Well, people are calling it success. Lakers are going to have, have some kind of banner that maybe the league is implementing or having people do. Uh, did you get anything out of it at all?
1: Personally, not really. No. Okay.
0: I'm um, the same way. I mean... You know, I wasn't impressed. I mean, it, it wasn't bad, but I wasn't impressed.
1: The final game kind of being a dud is kind of lame. Yeah. Um. So, that stinks. Um... Yeah, and, and like you said, there's been some talk about that banner. Personally, I think that that's probably a league thing where they're like, um, yes, you're going to be putting up a banner in the most, you know, like, storied banner collection uh, in the NBA. So, yes, you're going to put a, put up a banner because that's free advertising. So, I mean... That's uh, I I think that I'm sure that the league has uh, something to do with that. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's a thing that happened. I don't know.
0: I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's fine. They had it, and the color, you know, the courts are, you know, yeah. kind of silly, but they're kind of you know they're kind of fun, and it doesn't it's smart. You know, it's not a huge. It does It's not a disruption. It's early enough in the season. I just didn't find much value in it for me personally, but I didn't hate it. But we'll see yeah. what they do. Like some people were talking about we, it should mean more. It should earn you something else. That's going to be kind of delicate to figure out. But eh, whatever. I'm glad that someone from your generation agrees. So I can't just be old man yelling at cloud. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say I'm saying get off my lawn because Brenna says the same thing. and She didn't have a lawn that's true i have a uh,
1: I have a pool in which they haven't done maintenance uh, they haven't done any yard maintenance on it uh for over a year and there's um Yikes. this is my apartment complex i'm like i'm I, the funny thing is i'm not actually looking at it i'm just looking at the general direction of it right now and there are literally <laughs> vines growing into the
0: pool at this point Whoa. so that's what
1: i have in my backyard it's awesome it's
0: Y'all really gross <clears throat> all right we're go, we're golden hour 05 good job Rena.
1: we do it every time we somehow some way
0: all right thanks for listening to the Oregon sports podcast don't forget our subtext feature text join to 386 95 and you will receive a link to a 14-day trial after that it's three nine three dollars and 99 cents a month thanks for listening we'll be back soon